Hello, Super Bowl Maniacs. The Big D is back with episode number two of Super Bowl Week. Before I bring in Alex, please subscribe, like, and share the Swanky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you know what week it is. We're going for the gusto. We're going... We're going to Vegas, baby. Ooh, the question is, are we gonna the question is, are we gonna hit 21 snake eyes? <laughs> so you can find out everything you want on the Swunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. Also check out the Big Deep Podcast for your audio gurus on Spotify and Apple. So back better than ever, ready to discuss all things Super Bowl 58. Uh, the uh Number one fan of Tua, hopefully winning comeback player of the year, and Tyreek Hill winning offensive player of the year, must be uh, Alex. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dylan. Of course, uh, my boys definitely have some competition this year. Uh, obviously, uh, comeback player of the year, there's a couple names uh, that are in contention there, and uh, offensive player of the year, I mean, it's definitely, obviously, either Tyreek Hill or, or Christian McCaffrey, but a little nervous. I'm honestly, I'm rooting for McCaffrey to win MVP. Just so, uh, actually, offensive player of the year would probably go to Lamar. Then, so I don't know. Should be fun, but uh, you know, definitely rooting for uh, rooting for the Finns and those. But it's a pleasure to be back as always. It's, I mean, it's Super Bowl week. How could you not be excited? It's uh, unfortunately a, a bit bittersweet because uh, obviously with the Super Bowl coming in, that means. The longest offseason in sports is quickly approaching, but um, you know it's going to be a, a great finale to a uh, to a pretty exciting NFL season this Sunday. By the by the way, by the way, Alex, uh, I'll tell you what, Lamar did not get Lamar did not get my MVP vote. Did he not really? Josh Allen was Josh Allen was number one on my MVP ballot. <laughs> I thought you said Josh. Uh, uh, Tooney was uh, was was your MVP? Didn't you have a lineman as your MVP this year? <laughs> I didn't like Week 14, but I went. But I went with a quarterback. Actually, my MVP ballot, unofficial, of course. Uh, Josh Allen one, Matthew Stafford two, Lamar three, uh, CMC four, and CJ Stroud five. Stroud, and it's, better, and it's better than everybody else's ballot. I can guarantee you that. Stroud had a great year, but to put him over Tyreek Hill is disrespectful, though. By the way, CJ Stroud did with a rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, Nader, and he won his division. Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins didn't even win the AFC East. Hey, it's over 1,700 yards for two straight seasons, first time in history. Well, Puka had 1,500 as a rookie. Who gets offensive player of the year, Puka or, or CJ? It's obviously got to be CJ, right? Oh, uh, Puka. David, even, I think, even though I think CJ Stroud's already won it, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, well, if Devon Achan played every game, he would have won it. Yeah, go scoring 90 yard touchdowns. Yeah, you would have broken Adrian Peterson's record if, uh, if, uh, if he played every game. All right, well, uh, with 57 years of Super Bowls, there have been many of great plays. There have been good plays, bad plays, and in the case of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, uh, safeties, and not, the, and, not the good, and not the good kind of safeties. What's the, uh, best, what's the best Super Bowl play you can remember? 
Yeah, um, obviously there's a bunch of good ones. I think uh, the two of us, uh, unfortunately, uh, neither of us can pick a play from uh, from our own team's uh, Super Bowl experiences just for the just for the sake of of not being alive to see them. Unfortunately, but uh, I think the next best thing for me, if it's not the Miami Dolphins winning a Super Bowl, especially from the time I grew up uh, as a 1996 baby. The early 2000s into the 2010s were uh, pretty much the development of my NFL fandom. And uh, throughout that time frame, there was one constant, and it was uh, pretty much the source of my NFL misery for my entire childhood, and that was Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Um, And what worse to happen to a budding NFL Miami Dolphins fan than for the Miami Dolphins' only claim to fame realistically throughout their entire franchise history is of course the two Super Bowls, one of them being in 1972-73, completing the perfect season. I think everyone knows where I'm going with this, but the New England Patriots led by Tom Brady are playing against the New York Giants in the Super Bowl after a perfect 17-0 regular season record, looking to become the first 21-0 football team, the first undefeated team to win the Super Bowl since the 1972 Miami Dolphins until Eli Manning throws the ball up late into the fourth quarter. David Tyree jumps in the air, puts two hands on the ball, and the helmet brings it down, and the New York Giants break New England Patriot hearts, cause Dolphins fans all across the world to celebrate, and the New England Patriots fall to the New York Giants. The David and Goliath, um, part one of two, which eventually a couple years later, Eli again takes the takes the glory from Tom Brady. But just the fact of of the catch itself, how ridiculous it was, um, you know, just the helmet. I mean, it's the helmet catch. Everyone knows the helmet catch. But the, just the fact of how ridiculous that the catch was, the fact that it's in the Super Bowl, the fact that it's in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, the fact that. Eli Manning should have got sacked on the play. I mean, the fact that he even was was able to stay up and throw the ball downfield. I mean, he 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 was in the grasp of some of those Patriots D linemen. I mean, it was just a ridiculous play. It was a ridiculous moment stopping the Patriots from going undefeated. I mean, there, there's nothing like that play in NFL history. I mean, it should be the the hel- the ball in the helmet should be the NFL logo at this point. It was so it was so 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 insane. Yeah, and by the way, I wasn't. And by the way, the helmet catch wasn't against a no-name defensive back. It was against Rodney Harrison. Harrison yeah, and it was it was not a no-name defensive uh, defensive lineman who was chasing after Eli. I can't who was it? It was like Richard Seymour or something like that. Who was who was hunting Eli down? Someone just some legend. On the Eli was and Eli Manning wasn't known as a scrambling quarterback. He somehow escaped the pocket, threw the ball, Tyree catched the ball on his helmet. And by the way, that was David Tyree's last catch in the NFL. Yep. Very last catch of his NFL career. I mean, you can't write it better than that. And then, of course, Eli Manning throws that beautiful fade pattern to classical burst and Michael Strand famously said one touchdown 17 14 one touchdown we are world champions yep. and look what do you know they they got it done and broke Patriots fans hearts uh lifted Giants fans into mayhem and, and Dolphins fans right there with them I've always said the Giants if I had to pick a second team 
Uh, if the Dolphins just fell off the face of the earth, I would be a Giants fan just for that, just for that game alone. It was like the Dolphins won the Super Bowl in our house when that when that game ended. Yeah, yeah, and famously, the year prior, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl. So Manning, the Manning. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good, uh, good two years in the in the Manning household. But Dylan, I, I might have stolen your pick there, but uh, I've got a good feeling you've got a good second option. What uh, what are your thought process go? Where's your thoughts go when it comes to uh, favorite or, or best Super Bowl play that you remember? It's all gone, and I knew you were going to say helmet catch. Yeah, say helmet catch. Sorry, bud. Well, it seems like every Sunday somebody makes a toe tap. Well, they might. Well, nobody made a better toe tap catch than Santonio Holmes. In Super Bowl 43, Steelers Corners, actually a great game, probably one of the two or three best Super Bowls of all time. Back and forth, James Harris from that crazy 100-yard pick six in the first half. Yeah. But Jane, but Santonio Holmes making toe-tap catch. You know, what's with piss, the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers making big plays in Super Bowls? I mean, Lynn Swan made three or four crazy plays against the Cowboys. Oh, Antron Wanderlow, yes, the wide receiver throwing the touchdown pass to Heinz Ward in Detroit. Yeah. But Santonio Holmes capping all the greatest day of his NFL career with a toe tap. And I'm like, I didn't even know what a toe tap was. And I'm like. Yeah. I mean, that throw just to draw. I mean, that was the only. He shouldn't have even been able to catch it in the first place. But that throw was the only place he could have put it to where he even had a chance to catch the ball. I mean, it was. It was just and, and like you said, I mean, after an absolutely incredible game, the James Harrison pick six, where he was practically laying on the field through the halftime show because he was so exhausted after running hundred yards. I mean, it was I, I remember that Super Bowl like it was yesterday. That was uh, that was an amazing game, it was an amazing catch at the end of uh, at the end of it, and uh, you know it was uh, great, one of the best Super Bowls I remember. And if not for that play, we'd be talking about Larry Fitzgerald running by the whole Steeler defense. Defense yeah. like he did everybody at postseason. I'm like, nobody – like, Larry Fitzgerald was simply unstoppable in that playoff run for Arizona. I mean, I'm not even sure Jerry Rice was that hot. Maybe yeah. in the Super Bowl, but not for four games. Right. It was unbelievable. Larry Legend, maybe. But uh, I think I uh, I might have noticed something when you were talking, Dylan. And uh, I got a question for you. I might have noticed something on uh, on your hand there. Did I, did I catch a did I catch a little bling? Something? What is that? Yes, yes, it's a ring. No, it's not a Super Bowl ring. It's a Florida Everglades ECHL championship ring from all back-to-back Kelly Cubs 22-23. I know you can't see it, but it's actually a custom ring. It's got the big D. the The big D himself got a got a my own ring with the big D in the ring. So, you know, I'm six three. It's hard to get a custom ring nowadays. I wonder how Shaquille O'Neal got his own rings. That's awesome. You know. I I'm not gonna lie, Dylan. I, I don't think I saw you between the blue lines or uh, or in the crease. You know, putting on the putting on the the the, the waffle border uh, with the, with the goalie pads. You know, 
No, staff, no, for the, the Florida Everglades staff members got the chance to purchase championship rings, and you know I wasn't going to miss out on one of these. Absolutely. Now, that is so cool. It must have been really cool to be a part of. Obviously, you know, Ever, the Everglades winning back-to-back Kelly Cups. Um, you know, one of my favorite, one of my absolute favorite things to do back when I lived in Fort Myers was I go to, uh, I guess it's Heinz, Heinz Arena now. I don't think it was always Heinz Arena, but – uh, go to Heinz Arena and, and watch the Solar Bears. Wednesday night, you got a $5 student admission, dollar beers. There's nothing like it. Hey, come down come down to Hertz Arena. You get $3 beers on Wednesday night. There you go. Hertz Arena. I said Heinz Arena. I meant Hertz Arena. But Heinz you Arena? You're thinking of Heinz Field. Or whatever. I know. We're talking about the Steelers so much already. There you go. I, you're thinking of Heinz, you're thinking of Heinz Field, whatever field that is, a stadium yeah. name it is now. Every, yeah, they all change them. Everyone, every stadium changes its name, and all their fans always call it as what the most popular one was. Yeah, I mean, most Dolphins fans call ours Joe Robbie. It's you know, there's some stadium names that are never going to go away, no matter what what big company is sponsoring it. Like Lambeau Field. Yeah, hundred percent. No one's ever going to call that anything different. Or Soldier Field in Chicago, like. Unless the Bears get a new stadium, but that's story for another day. Right. So, um, I mean, while some players are blessed to play in multiple Super Bowls, Mahomes, others don't get a chance to play for Super Bowl or don't get a chance to play for a ring. Is there one player, and by the way, you can't, by the way, he's got to have played in the NFL for a few years. You can't say C.J. Stroud because he's, what, in diapers. But he's got to have played a few years in the NFL. What player do you want to see on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, obviously, you know, I could pick some Dolphins, uh, some Dolphins players and be a little bit biased. Um, you know, it's it's a great question. I mean, you know, I would love to see Tua Tungvaluwa make it to a Super Bowl one day. I think that'd be incredible. I think one guy I'd, I would really like to see, I mean, he's been – I think a bit underrated in, in in years past. He's gotten close. He's made some some pretty deep playoff runs, if I remember right. I might that he might not have been on that on that team that I'm specifically thinking of. But just an overall good guy. He's been he's been a great guy in the NFL. Fortunately, had a pretty bad injury this year. I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins. I would love to see Kirk Cousins playing in a Super Bowl game. I think he's one of the most genuine NFL players out there. I mean. I, I don't know if you ended up watching um, the the quarterback series on Netflix where they where they spotlight Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, and, and Kirk Cousins, um, and uh, it's really insightful. You got to really look into uh, Kirk's life and see some of the things that you know uh, makes him uh, who he is as a person and who he is as a player. And uh, always been a big fan of him. And you know, it looks like he might not be in uh, in Minnesota this offseason. I'd love to see him go to a team that that's got some pieces and. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing a Dolphins uh, as long as you know he's in the as long as he's in the NFC. I wouldn't mind going up against Kirk Cousins in a in a Super Bowl next year. Well, you mentioned a quarterback. I'm going to mention somebody too, and I can't believe he hasn't played on Super Bowl Sunday because both because both of us have gotten a chance to watch this guy for for the past what five six years, and I think. Josh Allen on Super Bowl Sunday would be crazy. I mean, 
240 and can literally uh, do anything. He could bowl over somebody, run by you, throw the ball over your head. Heck, it, heck if the Bills need a 47-yard field goal out here, he might be able to kick one. But Josh Allen deserves to play on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, the great quarterbacks generally get to a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, Dan Fouts never played in one, but Marino got to a Super Bowl. Elway played in five. Montana, Young, Manning Brothers, Brady, Mahomes, Burrow. I want to see Josh Allen play on Super Bowl Sunday. It does not feel right that Josh Allen hasn't played on the sports biggest stage. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm gonna have mixed feelings about that. I don't want to see Buffalo anywhere, anywhere near the Super Bowl. But you know, from an objective and unbiased perspective, it's uh, it's definitely something that uh, I'm sure plenty of NFL fans would love to see. I think uh, Josh Allen is. Um. <sighs> talking about Tom Brady. I mean, uh, he's, I think, generally speaking, he's a pretty likable guy. I think he's pretty uh, exciting to watch. Uh, He wasn't one of our biggest rivals, so I could definitely see why you would pick Josh Allen. Definitely want to be my pick. I don't want to see the Bills, as I mentioned, anywhere near the Super Bowl, but, um, you know, I can see why some might. And plus, and plus, and we can, and plus, we can get a few snowbirds out of Florida for a week. Yeah, there you go. You know who I, who else I want to see in the Super Bowl? I'm going to stick it in the quarterback realm. I want to see Baker Mayfield get to a Super Bowl. Shut I mean, up. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Baker Mayfield's not playing the Super Bowl. I would love to see it. I think it would be so cool. I think I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a career resurgence. And uh, he uh, – I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. But um, just – I don't know. Something something about him. I, I, I'm rooting for Baker, right? I think the Browns gave up on him too early, and it's pretty crazy to me that uh, that uh, you know he's had more, much more success than any Browns quarterback has had since uh, since he left. Well, yeah, he ended up in the right division. Baker ended up in the right division. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so with the teams, the San Francisco 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs uh, rematch for Super Bowl Fifty Four. San Francisco two point favorite. Uh, when you think of the 49ers, I mean, Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant. I mean, yeah, the Niners have got a great roster with McCaffrey, IU, Debo, Kittle, Trent Williams, Bosa, Fred Warner, and defense course, Shannon. Hey, where do you rank top Brock Purdy quarterback wise? And B, can Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start with B. Um, yes, Brock, Brock Purdy can absolutely win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, it obviously having an elite quarterback is uh, is is definitely a large portion of is definitely a large part of the formula when it comes to you know creating a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, but it's not necessary. Uh, obviously, I mean, we've seen. What the 49ers have done with Brock Purdy last season, they made it to the NFC Championship game. And, you know, if he doesn't go out with that injury early in that game, who knows what would have happened last year. Obviously, the Niners actually made it this season uh, after beating, you know, I think America's sweetheart in the uh, in the Detroit Lions. But, you know, to, to say, you know, is, is Brock 
Purdy capable of, of, of winning a Super Bowl. I mean, he's in the Super Bowl. So any quarterback who can take your team to a Super Bowl is capable of winning it. I, I understand, um, you know, experience uh, experience matters, and it absolutely does. Um, you know, going up against Patrick Mahomes, it's got to be a terrifying thought uh, at some point when it comes to Brock Purdy. I mean, that's not the guy you want to see on the other sideline, you know, when, uh, at, at as the um, you know the quarterback that you're going up against that everyone's obviously going to compare you against, but he's got an absolute loaded roster. As long as he doesn't make the mistakes that we've seen him make in the past, whether it's in the Ravens game um, or just getting turnover happy, I mean he has to play his football. He's got to stay calm and and not be too big for the moment. But of course, Brock Purdy can absolutely win a Super Bowl. I mean that the team is good enough. The team's been good enough to get him there. And um, you know, as long as as long as they don't make any any mistakes, there is the opportunity. Of course, there's a 50-50 shot going in. Um, as far as where he ranks in the standings of, of NFL quarterbacks, you know, it's it's a tough conversation because you know he's Mr. Irrelevant. He's obviously the last pick in the draft, and with that, your expectations are tempered. And I think um, you know, rankings will probably reflect that. Just based on the fact that, you know, he wasn't a first-round guy. He wasn't a first-day, a, a day-two guy. Um, but he's proven within these last two seasons that he's at least capable of leading a team through the playoffs and, and this season, obviously, lead, lead, leading a team to a Super Bowl. We've seen him make some ridiculous throws. I mean, I would say putting Brock Purdy anywhere near the top five is ridiculous. Um I think around the top 10 is starting to get where you're in the right range. I think maybe somewhere in the 10 to 13. Uh, he's definitely in the top half of quarterbacks. I'd say he's, he's in the closer to the, to the top high end of that, but you know, I, he's definitely not a top five guy. He's definitely not a bottom 10 guy. I think he's somewhere in that, in that middle ground um, that, you know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exact ranking for him, but you know, he's he's somewhere around the top 10, top 13, top 15 guys in the league. I don't know if Brock Purdy can win the Super Bowl. I mean, but then again, there have been lesser quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls. I mean, Brock Purdy doesn't necessarily have to win. And, I mean, if Christian McCaffrey runs for 150 yards, if Debo catches eight balls for 150 or runs 15 times for 80 yards, nobody will care. But – Brock Purdy can't lose this Super Bowl. He can't throw four picks against the Ravens. He can't. He can't have the mistakes against Green Bay and San Francisco because if you look at San Francisco's two playoff games, I think the Niners are lucky to win both of them. And Purdy did not play well for a large chunk against the Packers and against the Lions. And you know what the and you know what neither of those defenses possess. Great defenses. Yeah. Kansas City's not Kansas City might be young, but that Chief defense top two, three defense in the league. I mean, look at what the Chiefs did to Lamar Jackson. By the way, both of all teams struggled with Lamar. I mean, the Chiefs are low. Legarius Steve might be the best cornerback in football right now. Sorry, Saul Gardner. Sorry, uh Patrick Sertan Jr. Sorry, Jalen Ramsey. The best cornerback reside may reside in Kansas City. Yeah, and that's not a hot take. I mean, we've seen him go up against the league's best, and, and the majority of the time he comes out on top. One touchdown. Yep. That's, I mean, that's all you got to say. 
And it was, and it might have been, and it might have been Josh Allen's best throw of the year. Yeah. So I, I mean, you, you make, and that's the exact thing is, you know, can can Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, he's he's gotten to this point. There's so many pieces. There's so many elements that you know can 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 go in his favor. It's a great offensive game plan that they've been building. Uh, but can he lose the game? As you mentioned, absolutely. It's uh, it's something that you've got. Uh, that Brock Purdy has to be 100% zoned in on and focused on. You have to take the opportunities when they present themselves, but you cannot reach, you cannot gamble when, unless the situation calls. Vegas, baby. There you go. It always ties back. And B, quarterback-wise, I mean, I think Brock Purdy's in the 12 to 15, 16 rankings. I mean, they were all – 10, 12, 10, 11 quarterbacks better than Purdy talent-wise right now. I mean, I mean, it's going off the top of my head. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, Burr, Herbert, uh, Her- Lamar, Trevor, uh, Stroud, Golf. I know I'm missing somebody. Tua, wait, I had my list. Stafford, thank you. That was the one. I think those 10, you could all get to. I think Purdy's in that 12 to 15 range. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're pretty much right right on, right on, right aligned there. We don't agree too often, Dylan. So it's uh, it's nice to hear that we're on the same page there. That that can't be good, right? Yeah, right. Someone's got to be messing that up. But, uh, you know, we've been uh, obviously talking about. Uh, uh, Brock Party and, and and the 49ers. But I'm curious about, about your thoughts on Kansas City. Obviously, we know the Kansas City Chiefs. We know Patrick Mahomes. We know Andy Reid. Uh, we know uh, Travis Kelsey. But uh, it's definitely a new-look team. Um, you know, obviously, there's uh, there's some people who have been contributing this season. Uh, the Rasheed Rices, the Isaiah Pachecos that we haven't necessarily seen be uh, the centerpieces of, of previous uh, Kansas City teams and, and the faces that we're typically used to seeing. Uh, I, w- I want to see what, what I want to hear. What are your thoughts when it comes to Kansas City coming into this game? Obviously, beating uh, the one seed Ravens, you know, it's got to be uh, a very exciting, uh, you know, victory for them to move on to, and a game that some people were doubting Patrick Mahomes in. And uh, what do you think their thought process is uh, going into this game, and and what do you see from the Kansas City Chiefs sideline? Honestly, I see a lot of what New England did in the year two thousands, but this is a but of course this is a different era. I mean, Bill Belichick won because he was the best defensive coach ever. Yeah. Tom Brady won because he's the good. Yeah. And what I see with Kansas City similar, but they're all differences. I think Bill Belichick's a little stuck in his ways, a little subtle. We've seen Kansas City evolved this year. Like, Andy Reid does not run the ball that much, and yet the Chiefs ran the ball, unlike Baltimore, unlike a few teams, run the ball with Pacheco. And then, Kansas City, I mean, everybody said, Travis Kelsey was well. Travis Kelsey was old. That performance against Baltimore is one of the great performances of his career. 11 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Travis Kelsey's like fine one. He's like Brock 2.0. And then Mahomes, I mean, it's not just having no to zero turnovers and three playoff games, but I don't think Mahomes is even 
made a mistake. There's not been one throw I said, holy cow, that ball should be picked. You could say that about Purdy every other three or four times. Purdy, like Mahomes not thrown a terminal play. So efficient. I mean, not putting up a lot of yards, but taking what the defense is giving. You know, if it involves running, if it involves finding – I mean, that play to Kelsey where Mahomes is like dipsy-doo and finds Kelsey, I'm like, I'm like – I don't think I don't know if anybody could make that throw. Yeah, it's and it's Patrick, it's Magic Mahomes. I mean, it's it's the stuff we've been seeing for years, and it's it's gotten to a point where you have to expect the unexpected. You have to expect the craziness because he's gonna pull out pull it out exactly when you think it's not gonna happen. That's when it's gonna happen. It's we see it time and time again. And like you said, I mean, uh, I think every quarterback that that we saw in the playoffs have had some moments where it's like, what is he doing with that ball? Who is he? Who is he looking at? Like, what is that throw? And then you see Mahomes, and it's like the guy can the guy can run and 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 be flying like Superman, flying across the field, and still somehow sidearm slinging it on a dime to his receiver. It's just like it doesn't matter if you put him if you tie an arm behind his back and make him jump rope while he's throwing the football. He's still gonna put that ball exactly. Where he's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, even. I mean, the, the plays that are dead are, are never dead if it's 15 on the ball. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And you think back to the last Super Bowl, third and 15 down 10, Mahomes finds time to kill for a big first down, and then all of a sudden the Chiefs put and the Chiefs scored, what, 20-something points, 20-something points faster than Taylor Swift could write up a relationship song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I wonder what the over/under is on uh, cuts to Taylor Swift during the Super Bowl. I might have to. There's, there's some, uh, you know, and that's that's another thing, man. Especially in Vegas, like these, uh, the, these uh, Super Bowl props are always fun. You know, they're seeing the odds on what color the Gatorade bath is going to be, or the over/under on on minutes and seconds of the of the national anthem, or how many jets are going to fly over, uh, are going to be a part of the flyover. I mean, they come up with the darndest things with these prop bets for the Super Bowl. And uh, that's another thing I'm really excited for, just to kind of see what, what these bookies can come up with, especially, you know, being in Vegas. Well, I mean, in Vegas, you know what they are, you know what the old CNA is? What happens in Vegas? Stays in Vegas. I thought you were going to say the house always wins. No. Not too. You've been to Vegas? No, I uh, I can't afford Vegas. <laughs> let me uh, let me save up some. The two and a half million dollars Super Bowl suite. No, I'm hearing Donna Kelsey might not even get a two and a half million dollars Super Bowl suite. It might just be a that might be a false rumor, but y'all better put Mama Kelsey up nice. Put Mom, yeah, put Mama Kelsey and Jason Kelsey topless. No. Oh, jeez. You, you know he'll be there. So, obviously, I mean, Vegas hosting a Super Bowl for the first time. We've seen events uh, in Vegas, Vegas. Obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights won Lord Stanley's Cup this past June. We've seen other events. I mean, seemingly, what? how do you feel of Vegas hosting the Super Bowl? I think it'll be good. Um, you know, the thing about it's going to be interesting. Um, 
you know, Vegas is obviously a party city. It's obviously an area where, you know, there's a lot to do. Um, so I think people who are going, it's interesting because as far as a host city, you know, I'm sure, you know, California is right there. There, it, It's a decent area, like geographically, obviously, that, you know, the weather, it's, it's an indoor stadium. So it doesn't, you know, weather doesn't matter, but either way, the weather would be nice open air or not. Um, you know, I, I think as far as like, you know, fans traveling, it's going to be a great time. I mean, you've already spent enough money. And if you're rich enough to uh, to go to the Super Bowl this year, because I know it's some of the most expensive tickets that they've had in, in Super Bowl history. If you're rich enough to go to the Super Bowl this year, you're rich enough to, to hang out in Vegas for a couple of days, too. So, you know, I think it'll be a good spot. I, you know, I don't know if I would want Vegas consistently taking the Super Bowl just for the fact that. You know, it is a party city and like, you know, Miami is very similar in the sense where, you know, the nightlife is crazy and, you know, people are are definitely going to be having a good time. But, you know, I know that uh, I don't know. It's I it's kind of give or take for me. You know, the stadium's great. I think uh, I think what the Raiders did, you know, with that stadium is is beautiful and it's going to be, you know, great scenery for the game. But, you know, the city itself. I don't think it's going to be anything too remarkable, but you know, we'll see. I'll tell you this, <laughs> this, I don't, I, I think Vegas is actually going to be one of the Super Bowl hosts going forward. I think you will, you will see Super Bowls in six or seven different areas. I think you'll see Super Bowls in, in SoFi, even though I think the scenes are dumb. Yeah. I think you'll see Super Bowls in the Bay Area. I think you'll see Super Bowls in New Orleans. Talk about a party city. Miami, Vegas, New Orleans. Yeah. I think you'll see Super Bowls in Miami, and we know why. I think you'll see Super Bowls in Tampa. I've got to think uh, AT&T Stadium will be getting a Super Bowl before long. Yep. And then who knows? Maybe Houston, although not sure. Maybe Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta not getting Atlanta getting a World Cup semifinal, but not in a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a good point. I think the thing too is like at this point, like I feel like it should be because the problem I'm seeing is that like yes, like say we get to a point where we're pretty much recycling the same host cities pretty pretty consistently. I almost feel like we should have like regions like, like it should rotate regions like you know well the, they had a, well the last three super bowls if you count vegas all on the west all on the west coast i mean right, what i'm saying is like you know when it comes to sofi versus you know santa clara versus you know vegas it's it's all the same area you're gonna get the same general people i mean I think maybe one year you have a West Coast one where you know you, either Vegas or Santa Clara or so or LA get it. Uh, then you move it to the to the South Central part of the country at AT and C, and you move it to the South, Southeast Coast. I mean, come down to Miami. Then you move it. I mean, the the problem with that is that the northern the northern states, you know, are are going to get a little screwed there when it comes to February I weather. Say, I will say this. I will say this based on. The atmosphere this year, I wouldn't be surprised if Ford Field got a another Super Bowl. That's a, and and see, there you go. There's options. I mean, you know, I think I think Detroit would be a great home for Super Bowl. We know the fans are passionate, and we we saw it on their playoff run this year. 
By the way, by the way, I'm not sure if this city will get a Super Bowl, but if Nashville, Tennessee ever build an indoor facility, there's not a better honky-talking party town than Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. You 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 could hear the big D honky-talking, not just for a week, but a month before that game. You won the Nashville Super Bowl, huh, Dylan? Hell yes. You know, I, speaking of environments and stadiums and, you know, being contenders for Super Bowls, this is going to be coincidental and, and very ironic based on recent news. Um, but I really, really think the NFL dropped the ball with MetLife Stadium. Uh, obviously, this is coming off the heels of the announcement that MetLife is going to be host of the World Cup final. But within those regulations, World Cup, um, FIFA has mandated that all World Cup fields will be played on natural grass. So they will be implementing natural grass you know, into that stadium for that game. But the fact that the closest stadium to New York City, pretty much, you know, the world's hub vision of, of America is arguably the worst stadium in the National Football League, whether it be the turf, whether it be the fact that two teams play there, whether the fact that it's actually in New Jersey and not New York. It, it, I really feel like if, if they would have built – a stadium similar to AT&T or similar to Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta that was really like a – or a, a, a legion in Vegas. If they would build a stadium in New York that is actually like a tourist attraction, that is that is unique, that has that, that indoor um, access, that has that visual appeal. You know, uh, uh, like I said, you know, an AT&T, a Mercedes, uh, an Allegiant. If you build something like that in New, in New York – that will automatically become such a huge hub when it comes to any international event, whether it's the World Cup, whether it's, you know, the, the Olympics or, you know, Super Bowls or World Series or, or whatever. I mean, you know, there are, whatever it is, you know, I really think MetLife Stadium, the, the NFL or, or whatever dropped the ball when it comes to that stadium. I mean, we've seen the injuries that we, we've had from it this year. It's just it's, it's disappointing when you really think about New York. And plus, guess and plus, what will happen when inevitably there's a weather delay in a World Cup final due to the lightning? Exactly. Like, you don't want to see that. These people are paying so much money for this. And, like, it's such a huge event. And it's just the fact that it's New York and that's what that's the best New York has to offer. I mean, you think about the NBA. What's the, what's the basketball arena in New York? It's Madison Square Garden. It's one of the most famous basketball arenas in, in, in the country. That New York's doing basketball right. I I just it blows my mind how big the NFL dropped the ball when it came to New York. When it came to the market, having two teams in in the same stadium, having the best team in the I mean, obviously you can't predict this, but the best team in the state and the only team in the state plays in upstate. It's just I really feel like marketing wise around New York City, uh, the NFL could do so much better. Well, I mean. I mean, it's not my job to have walk up to a host World Cup finals. I would have hosted in my at my house, but unfortunately, I didn't get invoked. Right, right. I was hoping that'd be in Miami. Miami got a game, but I was hoping that'd be. You got a, what? Miami got a Copa final this summer. That's true. Miami does have the Copa final. That I gotta look into tickets for that because that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. Let me t- let me tell you. I tried looking into the 2016 Copa 
you're gonna be you're gonna be taking on a second mortgage. Mm, not worth it. You're gonna be taking on a second mortgage at Hard Rock, buddy. I looked at the tickets for Real Madrid Barcelona at Hard Rock. Yeah. I did go see Real Madrid Manchester United on the preseason tour at Hard Rock a couple years back. That was a good time. Was that pre or post Ronaldo? <laughs> Uh, post Real Madrid, Ronaldo, pre Man United return, Ronaldo. <laughs> hmm. I didn't think you were going to have me on MetLife Senior. By the way, the once, thank goodness the weather wasn't an issue for the MetLife Super Bowl, but maybe Peyton Manning center and snapped the ball 20 feet over his head for safety. Right. Might have been an omen for the year. Well, we do have enough time for one more. Yeah, do you have one prop that you really like for the Super Bowl in Vegas? Are you talking about like a, a random prop or like an actual like NFL stat line? NFL prop. I mean, give me all the Isaiah Pacheco. I think um, – you know, he's been a, an absolute workhorse for the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're, if we're talking gambling NFL, I mean, Pacheco is the guy I'm, I'm most confident in when I'm looking to any props. Um, give me his rushing yards over, I think, is uh, is a great bet. I think I last saw him. He's typically hovers around the 66 yards. I, I don't – honestly, I haven't looked at it. I'm not sure what, what his line is. But I think in the last game he was right around 66 and a half, somewhere around there. Uh, give me Pacheco rushing yards over. Um, and then I'm a big fan of anytime touchdowns. I think Rasheed Rice gets a lot of attention from Mahomes when it comes to red zone targets. I think if you're looking for an anytime touchdown play, Rasheed Rice is probably going to be a decent odds. Um, you know, it's tough with Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, two plus touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to make any money if you're betting one plus touchdown on McCaffrey, but honestly, the two plus hits more than some people think. And, uh, you know, he is the go-to guy in the red zone when it comes to uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So I would say anytime touchdown, uh, Rasheed Rice is something I'm happy with. Uh, Two-plus touchdowns, Christian McCaffrey can probably get decent odds. And uh, Isaiah Pacheco over rushing yards are some, are some props that I'm a big fan of. I've got a rushing prop, but it's not who you're thinking of. I've, it's a San Francisco playmaker, but it's not Christian McCaffrey. Who am I? Who am I? Who do you think I'm? I'm suggesting it's got to be Debo's rushing yards. Yes, over under 16 and a half. I think you could get on some low numbers, but on the drafting sports book, it is over under 16 and a half. If you think back to the Super Bowl. In Miami, Debo ran for 53 yards, including a 31-yard run. I think in this Super Bowl, San Francisco may very well have two guys run the ball, one being Christian McCaffrey, the other one being Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is as big as a house. He's like, Debo Samuel is big enough to be a running back. And in this game, Debo will be close to not 100% coming off the shoulder injury. He looked fine against Detroit. And what better way to cause confusion? If Christian McCaffrey needs a rest, guess what? Don't put Elijah Mitchell in the game. Let Debo Samuel run the ball. Right. 
And and speaking of creative plays for the San Francisco 49ers, I got one more prop. I'm not sure exactly where you can get it. I believe FanDuel is offering this. I don't think you can get it at every book. Uh, it's a little tough being on Florida. We don't have too many options. But I have seen that I believe at FanDuel for minus 150, you can get Kyle Juszczyk over 0.5 receptions. I would hammer that over. Um, I think, obviously, the Chiefs defense, when it comes to stopping receivers, is elite. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to get creative. It's things that we've seen. And Juszczyk has caught one or more pass passes in the last four weeks. Uh, you know that Shanahan likes to go to him. It's a bit of a diversion play. Um, and I think in the Super Bowl, they're going to be pulling out all the stops to be Kansas City. If you can get Kyle Juszczyk for over 0.5 receptions, one or more catches, uh, I think minus 50 is is, is plenty, of, uh, plenty of fair odds for that. Uh, he is on the uh, DraftKings sports sports book. Uh, I think it's one minus one sixty. Maybe okay. put in like a poll. Like. Yeah, you can throw him in there and and at least you know juice up a bet there if if you're looking for something else. Or you get the alternative line for a couple of them. True. I mean, I don't know if I trust him any more than two catches, but. I trust you check more than Jawan James. That's true, but if you can get him at if you can get him at one catch for minus one sixty, I think that that's that's a great add to, to any parlay. Or I mean, if you want to play it straight, you can. You're not going to do much off of it, but uh, I definitely think it's a nice little parlay booster. Although we can't, although we can make bets on the Super Bowl with the uh, Hard Rock out here in Florida. Yeah, uh, Hard Rock has been uh, has treated me well. Uh, over the last, uh, pretty much since it's been legalized. So wait, so wait, you got so wait. How much are you going to ch- add to the twenty-three plus billion dollars that will be bet on the Super Bowl? It's a great question, Dylan. Uh, I haven't made any moves yet. Um, I've had some, uh, I've had some nice little plays over the last couple weeks. Uh, taking a bit of a break. Uh, I'll definitely fire some stuff up for the Super Bowl. I haven't. Haven't locked anything in yet. I'm still looking at some lines and seeing what we've got moving, but there will definitely be a couple plays that that'll come out. Might have to throw some money on the orange, uh, uh, not only orange, but on the uh, on the Gatorade color. What kind of bet is that? <laughs> it's a fun one, you know. That sounds like that sounds like a lose lose if you ask me. <laughs> Honestly, this is and this is this is very true. Um, if you can find a book that has an over under uh, on Reba McIntyre for the for the national anthem, if you can find her anything under a minute thirty, I think she's had a couple national anthems. This, the books probably know about this by now. I saw this a couple days ago, but a lot of people were, were were hammering any under for for Reba's national anthem for less than anything under a minute thirty. I think so. I think she averages out to like one eighteen or one twenty two, but. Uh, it's definitely a prop that's out there. Um, it was bettable last year, I know. And uh, I think, um, you know, there's been some research done there. And um, under uh, under on the Reba McIntyre National Anthem, over on the number of planes, over four and a half for the flyover. And uh, give me the over on Kyle Juszczyk receptions. Let me throw that into a parlay and see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, Reba, yeah. Yeah, so uh... – so when the lights go out in Georgia again, you're going to know where Kyle Juszczyk's significant other is, right? Yeah, absolutely. And she's probably going to make it somewhere really cool jacket on top of it. 
Oh no, pop that. Won't be hanging out with Brittany Mahomes. Probably not this weekend, at least. But Dylan, I think we've talked about everything except one thing. What? I gotta know. It's the only thing we haven't talked about on this show. We got to the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've got one more thing to discuss. I jumped the gun. I apologize. Wait, may I? False start on the offense, number 13, five yards, replay the down. There. The first penalty of Super Bowl week. I'll take it. So what am I missing? It starts with T. Trivia. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to skip over the theatrics. I have a trivia question for Dylan. Uh, he'll probably get it right because he gets every trivia question right, but uh, I'm going to ask him anyway. Um, obviously, it's Super Bowl related. Uh, I couldn't pick something too easy. This might be too easy, but we'll see. There are one, two, three, four, five teams. One, two, three, four, five teams in Super Bowl history, NFL history, who have one total Super Bowl championship. Who are those five teams? Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, according to my information, they combined the LA and okay. St. Okay. Five teams with one total. Uh, the New York Football Jets. That is one of them. The New Orleans Saints. That's another one. The Seattle Seahawks. We got three of the five. The Philadelphia Eagles. It's one more. According to my calculations. Huh? Your brain's a computer. No, but it can't no, it can't be that. Sixteen. One more. No, it can't be. No, it can't no, it can't be that team because they've won two. Let's make sure research and make sure. How far back do I have to go? Um, before I was born. What year were you born in? 92. Before you were born. So that should be a hint that I had to ask. Oh, who are the Chicago Bears? There you go. You nailed it. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Seattle Seahawks, the New York Jets, the New Orleans Saints, and the Chicago Bears all have one total Super Bowl championship. Good job, Dylan. Took you a little bit, but you got there. I'm like, I'm like, I couldn't have been all the other teams in the 70s or 80s because all of them won more than once. 
all those teams won more than one Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, now you can ask me one more question. All right, Dylan, my last question for you. We've talked about it all. <coughs> Excuse me. We've talked about prop bets. We've talked about championship games. We didn't talk about the Pro Bowl, but no one needs to talk about the Pro Bowl. I want to know, San Francisco 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Dylan, who's winning the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs are going back-to-back, 22-15. Give me the best quarterback, best coach, best tight end, top two or three defense, experience matters. I think the Kansas City Chiefs win the game, and Travis Kelsey is the Super Bowl MVP in Vegas. It's a great pick. Um, I, I'm right there with you. I think uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to pull this out. I was last uh, for for championship weekend. Uh, I went chalk. Uh, the uh, one of those games turned out for me. Uh, the one that didn't is betting against Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, that's been that's been a dumb idea. It sure has been, and uh, we're going to lock in the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. You said. Uh, 22-15. I think it's a little bit more than a one-possession game. I'm going to go uh, 28-17, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 28-17, MVP. It's, I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to have two rushing touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns for Pacheco, MVP. 100-plus, 129 yards, two touchdowns, including the winner. Isaiah Pacheco is your NFL MVP. The Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Well, Damon Williams got, a lot, got what, 100-plus yards when these teams met in Miami. I know. And Damian Williams should have won the NFL MVP. Or the Super Bowl MVP. He was robbed. Well, yeah, we know we know why quarterbacks win Super Bowl MVPs. Unless you, unless you got the coolest team in the NFL. Cooper Cup. That's true. All right, homie. So thanks for finally hopping on, breaking down Super Bowl Fifty Eight with me. Uh, sooner or later, uh, we're gonna near. We're gonna have to switch from five to six. I mean, that's that's this. My 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 brain's working overtime, figuring out all the fifty seven prior fifty seven Super Bowls. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's like I said at the top of the at the top of the of the podcast you know it's it's bittersweet you know it's been a it's been a great football season it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to watch it come to an end but uh we should have a great we should have a great game this weekend and uh you know hopefully one of our teams are gonna be playing in the next year 